Content warning, there may be some content amidst all the fucks, shits, and dams. Alright, welcome to our first actual episode of Stay a While and Listen. Tonight our uh, topic is on cooperative gaming. Uh, we're going to just kind of take this as it goes. Uh, this episode will be releasing somewhere in the early 2020, so Happy New Year to all you people. Woo! Don't get too drunk to listen to this. Or get drunk and download it 80 times. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to complain. Do that. Just listen to it once. That, support us a million that, times. That is the win. That's what we would like. Thank you. <laughs> so, you can go ahead and keep wearing those strange 2020 glasses. For your sake, we didn't get drunk and then record. Aww. I do still hope that uh, whoever does the ball drop this year, and I've seen the name is announced, I hope that they get a cameo by Barbara Walters <laughs> at the last minute. <laughs> this is Barbara Walters, and it is now 2020. <laughs> yes. It's <sighs> the only time this has been relevant. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to get the ball rolling. Cooperative gaming. This is being recorded right after Christmas. Uh, and we had uh, four people couch co-op on uh, Dungeon Crown, I think is. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Dungeon Crown is the name. It doesn't matter. It's uh, side scrolling beat em up classic game yeah, it's it's in the vein of gold max oh i love it it's, it's harkening back to like gold max kind of stuff it's like that, simpsons rp uh, simpsons say, arcade straight plus to RPG like arcade kind of shit this really it was it's arcade mode it's oh. great and oh my god fun was had yeah so for me couch co-op is still one of the things that reigns supreme yeah and and mind you we're all None of us are that young here. We're not old, um, old. But all of us came out of the era where we actually remember co-op game being couch. Um, yeah. Man, games are pushing for online now. And I think sociologically that creates a problem, which I may get into that later, but yeah. th there is a lot to be said about on-couch co-op. It can and it can't, because I'm the kid that grew up wanting to play video games with someone else. My brother is four years my elder. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, is like the only other person around where I lived, which literally was like, you know, you played with the kids on your block, you know, because that's, that's what you done. The only other person was another girl that really didn't play a lot of video games. Like we went outside, we played house, we'd ride our bikes, well, yeah, but we the didn't marketing play. Wasn't there for video yeah, games we didn't play the video games together. No. So when I'd go home, it's like couch co-op. What's that? The closest mm -hmm. thing that I had was like, okay, uh, Super Mario Brothers three, mm -hmm. where I'm gonna play this stage. Oh no, I died. Hand controller over to brother. Brother now <laughs> plays five levels while I sit and watch and go, the Goomba didn't kill him. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, when I was a child, though, when I was a child, I, I was, I believe, three came out in 1990. Hang on. I have a phone. I have Google. But We all have Google. However, I remember that that was the big thing to play because originally, mind you, Nintendo came out with a pack that came out with Duck Hunt and Mario. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, heck yeah. And those were fun, but Mario 3 was the real draw. I would crawl into other kids' houses through the windows to play Mario 3. I didn't have a Nintendo. 1991. 91? Yeah. That's close. 
Yeah, very close. Uh, but I, I did not have my own Nintendo. I think the first was Sega, but uh, no. I, I was I was a child creeper. I would <laughs> I, I would look for the child who on Christmas opened the shiny gift of a Nintendo, staring in the windows. I'd be like, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to play Mario 3. But no, but no, those are the first kind of games that you ever have co-op. And now, mind you, there is, okay, uh, the big games that are co-op, because th- there's there's an arrow before that. The arrow before that was... Before Atari? we trade off of this topic, I'm going to just remember Aladdin on the Super Nintendo. We rented it for a New Year's Eve. You and didn't my, like your New Year's. And my grandparents instituted youngest players first. You get to a game over where it says continue or not, mm-hmm. you hand over the controller. Mm-hmm. My cousin plays. She dies in the first level because she was young. Aladdin's unforgiving. It's my, not Lion King, but it's unforgiving. My youngest brother plays. He makes it through the first level. My middle brother plays. He hands me the controller. I beat Jafar the snake. And then because it's game over back to the start, I have to hand over the controller. <laughs> yes. Your skill has Aww. trapped you. No, my <laughs> brother's skill trapped me. He beat from the second level... Up to the snake. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. I, yeah, okay. but like, I the only kind of co-op-y type of games I had as a kid were maybe a board game where two people were like, you have too many things, I'm going to beat you. That, that was the closest thing to co-op when it was more just opportunistic versus. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say a video game. And this is a two. A, this is a co-op versus game because it wasn't known for its for that. It was known for that mode, not for its normal mode. And when you hear it, you're gonna say yes, Goldeneye. Yes, <laughs> that that was a co-op experience. That came before LAN party to me. It used to be that we'd hook up uh, Halo and different machines. You could LAN party, and I do that at church functions back in the day when I went to church, but. Before that, there was Goldeneye, and you could either make or break friendships on Goldeneye. See, it I was, missed a whole it chunk was of like split N64 screen, four history. Player. So. The one dude that found the golden gun was goddamn king. For uh, for my friend group, it was Battletoads, Double Dragon, Battletoads and Double Dragon, Contra. Yeah, these were the these well, were those the, games the side scroller co-ops. This was this was our cabal. Yeah. If you know Cabal, oh. <laughs> me and William would just all fucking summer spend hours. Yeah. And, and it was fun because um, a recent game that has brought back co-op couch play that I played before uh, my Xbox died. You can get it on Switch now, which I'm going to eventually because I have a Switch. But Cuphead. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh. that is a two-player mode, and you play on the same screen. You can get power-ups. It has that old feel. It's much harder. Cuphead, Cuphead though is, oh dear lord, oh, oh those deceptive little, little bastards with their little cups on their heads. It's a damn hard game. Good game. Damn hard. Uh, <laughs> as far as the harkening back to the pinnacle of cooperative gameplay for me has to be like the, uh. 
they made a D&D one, but the D&D one didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. But Champions of Norath yeah. on the PS2 mm-hmm. and Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Marvel Ultimate Alliance was the last gasping breath that brought it. No, there's a new one coming out. Actually, it's out. It's only for the Switch only right now. Correct oh. me if I'm remembering wrong, but didn't like some of the original Nintendo, then NES, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Didn't they have a co-op mode where you From could... the second game onward, two players. That's what mm-hmm. I thought, because I was like, well, okay. I remember whooping ass You know why those else. did, though? Because they were arcade ports. Yeah, dude, a lot of Nintendo stuff that was coming... Because Nintendo had a problem when it first started out. And that problem was, is they went from a Game & Watch, which uh, the Game & Watch being the handheld that, you know, was hardwired into it. Mr. Game & Watch is from? To being a God success on Nintendo... Pan. Yeah, being a success on Nintendo, they didn't have enough games to support this big boom. Because there was a big boom, and then a bust eventually with video games in the 90s. Sort of like the comic book bust. But they had to get games, and they were starved for games. So they would port arcade stuff. And one of the big things in arcades that were real quarter eaters were side-scrolling beat-em-up multiplayer. That's where you had Fist of Fury. Uh, Well... Captain Commando. Captain Commando. You had that. You had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You had... Uh, oh, there was a lot of... And there's a lot of fighter games. Like, uh, there was a game Fury, that Fatal I'm not Fury. sure if it was a uh, it was a port or not. But I'm sure, looking back on it, it feels like it. It's... What the hell was it called? Like roller derby something. Essentially, you were this person who was on skates and had to skate through. It was a consistently moving stage you didn't really move the stage the stage moved and you went up and down and you could go left and right on it but you like you but like you had to go and like punch the bad guys as they came up and it was fun but it, it had that sort of side scrolly feel mm-hmm. like a uh Port would. Well, and, I, I now need to think of the name of that because that's like, going to bother games, me if I don't. Games before that that were co-op that you can look at is the original Mario and Arcades, which was just the levels, the oh, pipes, yeah. jumping on that. And you also had And he was Joust. a carpenter. Joust was huge in arcades. Sonic and Tails. Sonic and Tails was amazing. When Always you be first, Tails, you'll never die. When you first figured out that you could control Tails... Yeah, that, because they didn't really tell you. That was a game changer. Well, and the thing about it was, is back in the day, they didn't like, okay. That was uh, it. One thing that we're very accustomed to in video games now that didn't happen back in the day is tutorials. Yeah. Game game design being as it is, in Sonic, they didn't give you a tutorial. You started out in Green Zone, and they just were like, okay, don't die. And so whenever you got the, the option to have Tails in there, you didn't know you could control it because nobody gave you any kind of... Uh, Indication. Yeah, that was the game. Roller Games. Literally the title of it. So many hours of my childhood was spent on that. Here, wow. here are some old examples of some interesting uh, competitive... Like, shout out uh, to anyone who played play. that weird game. <laughs> Caveman Games. And North versus South. Both on the old NES. Mm, yeah. Caveman Games was a... Almost Mario, Mario Party-esque... Uh, mini game fest as you would go through. I think a potential decathlon of mini games 
shot put and javelin throw and hundred yard uh, dash and starting a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and and a lot of the different uh, cooperative games at the time also were uh, sports games. So you had track games, oh, you had the motocross games. And those weren't so much on the screen at the same time if you played them via arcade or in console. They were beating each other's times. But the two things that I think really kept, uh, after you get to the arcade lifespan, that kept on the couch alive the longest has been Nintendo. And the other thing has been fighting games. Because fighting games are inherently always going to have that mode. I I don't know. For the topic of this discussion, cooperative play, yeah, I don't know that we can count fighting games. No, but it's on the couch. Yeah, no, I, no, count, no. I count it was interactive. You can, and you can. Because it has the option for, like, arranging your own teams. You can definitely say, like, you know, but, Matt and me are going to go, and we're going to be two-man versus the two CP players. You know. Well, there were some games that were fighting games that were sort of, uh, I don't know if Marvel versus Capcom did this. Would so tag a, out your yeah your you partner. can tag out your partner but your your another player can be controlling that other character. I think it was one of the bloody roars or something. There like is a that. bloody roar. I think that did that. I would have to double look. I I think tag uh, the most recent one I can think of that might have done that is Tekken Tag. Those were fun. Yeah, um, Tekken Tag and Tekken versus Street Fighter. But yeah, when it comes to cooperative gaming on a on a home system, Nintendo has always been the family system. Well, yeah. yeah, Mario Party. Uh, even if you don't count fighting games, still you're going to Smash is still a party game. Smash, well, Smash is a party e- game, not a fighting even game. Even really, yeah. like, just stretch that genre if you want to. Even with Nintendo's uh, handhelds, think of it: Pokemon games. Yeah, but- could you catch them all if you only had the red version? No, you needed a friend with a blue version. So yeah. you had to cooperate at least to even just trade certain mons. Yeah, but I mean... Like, it's not playing the game together, no, but it well, encouraged it, 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 actually you, you go finding that, another person. you got to let in everything of the online system, which... Well, I let's talk about the, the 400-pound elephant in the room before we move away from video games. Online cooperative gaming. World of Warcraft. Spawns into MMOs. (laughs) I think that it is a good business model. It can be fun for many, but it lacks a certain appeal. A lot of people are going to like it. Uh, (laughs) Like me. Yes. (laughs) Like you, obviously. But it lacks a certain appeal when it comes to actually making a connection with the people. Like, Here's the thing. If you have friends, we live in an era that people have fewer friends than they used to. Plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're going to substitute in those relationships with those that you can find. But if you have friends, you're not going to invite a friend over to play World of Warcraft. Now, there is a, a, a couple that I know, a good friend of mine, and him and his wife will play an MMO together in the same room. They won't play a console. They've just always played MMOs, and that's how they met each other. But Yeah, same. For the most part, though, for the most part, though, there's going to be a lot of interactions that I don't believe live up to the same as a normal human interaction over and on. And that's just me. I mean, there's a lot that you learn about a person having them in your house or being at their house and playing a game versus meeting them online. Because 
If you don't like someone online, you mute them, you kick them, you're done. The one, the one that I've always wanted to do properly. You guys seen? Uh, I think it's called Artemis, but it's the Starship emulator. Every computer. You have to be a LAN party, and every computer, I think it supports up to six different computers, but every computer is its own station. Mm-hmm. So one is the mm-hmm. captain's chair, and all they get is inputs from the other stair, uh, other systems. One is navigation, and the only thing he gets is navigation control console, and one is weapons, and they get to fire everything. And I want it so bad, and it's <laughs> not even that expensive, but it's just... I would have to build six rigs and invite everybody to come over. <laughs> <laughs> but see, how are you saying that, you know, you're not sure how it works, how two people will just be sitting in the same room, but and yet they're playing an online game together? Artemis Bridge Simulator. Is it? Yes. Neat. It's on Steam, and it's not telling me the price right now but i'll look it up on the ipad steam you can kick me money if anybody buys this no you won't but hey you know i'm not a red shirt <laughs> just calling it right now not a red yeah. shirt what what position do you do <laughs> not the one that dies i wonder if there is a I wonder if there is basically a throwaway position like some dude's always on a certain computer that's going to be the first hit yeah it is currently on sale at half off for $3.49 so again, it's not an expensive game. Wow. The hard part is, like I said, getting all the machines, getting the machines together. Yeah, getting getting the hardware together would be hard, but that would totally be worth it. Somebody donate me um, six of the of the newest Windows tablet modes, <laughs> yes. the tablet computers, and we can set it up on those. Yes, Dude, I remember when I was in university. Run a live session. Yes, <laughs> there, there was there was one big thing I remember when I was in university. Is we land partied StarCraft. I didn't know Jesus played StarCraft. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he could do miracles, but he could not defeat a Zergresh, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but no, but we, we, we land partied it. And oh my god. That was one of the most fun I've ever had. Half of it was setting it all up. But sorry, I'm broken the microphone. But sorry, Canada. Oh well. Sorry, uh, an inside joke to another podcast. The only one-star what reviews the, they get were what the hell, from Brian? Canada. What the hell, Brian? Inception? Inception much? A podcast within a podcast? Hey, shout you want out. me to spin a dreidel and see if it falls over? Shout out to those guys. At least one of them helped me out with the sound setup I that mean, we're listening with now. technically gravity will do that for you. Did you, you should never see Inception? No. Okay. She's an Inception. woefully sheltered when it comes yeah, to movies. Yeah. In Inception, the only way to know I'm if you're inside I'm sheltered when it comes to a lot of things. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, when she leaves her cave every morning, the the light stings her in the eyes and she hisses at the first passerby and that's how you know spring is coming. <laughs> but <laughs> this, is, this is scarily accurate. How many no. times have I hissed at people at work? Just, just FYI, in Inception, you go into other people's dreams and you can go certain levels down. Okay. The only way to know if you're in reality or a dream is they'll spin a top. Okay. No. If the top falls over, you're in reality. If it keeps spinning, you're in a dream. Every person has their own thing that they know inside and out. And what it does is tells them how they're, whether or not they're in their reality or they're in a dream. And the big thing he's talking about is the main characters was a top. Yeah. That when he'd spin it, if he was in the dream, it would just keep spinning forever. 
Okay. And then the end of the movie, he spins the top. And then they fade to black. And they fade jackals. to black before it falls. So <laughs> I don't know if he's in dream or reality. Oh, Director's fun. cut. There's just three more minutes of the man anxiously staring at the top. <laughs> Come on, god damn it! I want to pee. I need to pee. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But I, I, I don't hate online. I've never been much for online play. Like I'll play Monster Hunter. I love it to death. But I don't want to talk to anyone. I have. But you give me on a couch. Online person though. Yeah. But you like, give me on a couch with a group of people. I'll run Mario Party, which will make people hate me. Or I'll run fighting Mario games. Mario Party or I'll ruins run... friendships. Huh? Mario Party ruins friendships and breaks apart families. Well, I mean, they do put a sticker on there about divorce rates. So, I mean, it's kind of your fault at this point. Um, <laughs> that's why we play with friends, because I'm not going to lose my, my husband's love. I'll just team up with him to take other people's stars. I don't know what, why that's not a good... A good oh, strategy. And we, can, and we can get rid of the most annoying friends because you make them take my stars. Well, just because you have a knife doesn't mean that everybody is going to be deterred. Some people are dumb. They should be. <laughs> but no, like for me, online gaming, when we got a PC mm-hmm. and I was able to download things that I could play with other people finally it was amazing to me because i was like i grew up yes i had a brother that didn't mean that i played with him on games i mostly had to play against him Mm -hmm. and you know we're both extremely competitive four years my elder we're both intelligent but i don't care you have four years on a sibling you're going to win 90% of the time. You do get an awful lot of muscle, uh, fine muscle control advantage. You do. That's true. And Especially when they're toddlers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> did you ever have that? Did uh, you ever have the sibling that you didn't? I, I was always thinking of this one. Did you ever have the sibling that you had? You handed the non-plugged in controller to? Absolutely. Yeah. They always told them they did I, great. I, I, I actually never had that happen. Yeah, so, well, you never the, tell them either. So. Heck, I did it to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great, honey. Sit her in the little bumpo. Oh. I'm playing the game, and she's playing the game. See, see, for me, the biggest co-op, and this is going to sound like a strange, because I didn't have a character that I was playing on my own. It wasn't two characters on the screen going at things together. It was Mega Man 3. Mega Man 3 had this weird glitch workaround. I'm not sure if the creators intended it or not. But when you plugged in a second controller in playing Mega Man 3, it did something. You added controls to Mega Man that nor- weren't normally there. Ma'am, th- that was the computer shocking you. <laughs> ah, no. So, like, on the second controller, mm-hmm. it, I forget what the combinations were. If anyone out there remembers this, You're be old. amazing. Leave a comment. I don't know how to do this. There's, there's an email address. Send an email. Like, it was like down in B or something for super jump and like... A and B for slowing down time. And we, you could, like, just... Do, do you want to know the most surprising co-op game? We do still have comments enabled on every episode of oh, no. Stay and Listen blog, oh, no. I think. If they're not... If they're not on the episodes, they are on the blogs, and I will make a blog post for this episode. So you can comment there. 
You can also email riff, R-I-F-F, at stayandlisten, S-T-A-Y-N-L-I-S-T-E-N dot com. And one of these days, I'll set these other two chuckleheads up their own, at stayandlisten.com. But, uh, yeah, you keep just, writing to him. I can't, exactly. I can't I'm going to get as many things are, as wrong as I can before that gonna, happens. We're going to be fine. You're going to send everything to Riff. I won't deal with any hate comments. It'll be glorious. <laughs> oh, I'll deal with hate comments. I love hate comments. No, <laughs> I one of the swif- most... swiftly delete them. Thank you. <laughs> one of the most amazing co op games that you didn't know was co op is Final Fantasy IX. What? Yeah. How? You plug in another controller. Mm, then, when you walk around, it doesn't do anything. But in combat, mm. the other controller gets to pick a number of characters on the team. You divide it in half. And they get to control the actions of those characters in combat. Don't tell you that. How but you just got to plug it in. Huh. Wait a second. That's the one with Zinden and the knight. And I, I was going to say, that's the, that's was, the, that's the was kid the f- with the tail, right? Yeah. It was the uh, yeah. four-disc PlayStation 1, Yeah. in my opinion, the it's, best Final Fantasy. It's technically co-op. Yeah. I, I'll have to look into that on a repeat and, or, a, and also, or a classics version. I have to just say, that Final Fantasy has one of the best OSTs. The only thing I remember from that one is the Chocobo side quest, because that's another one in the era that... My brother would take my games and he'd power level me. Except he wasn't Aww. powering level he wasn't power leveling no. me. He'd go and play the story, and when I'd come back to the game, I couldn't remember what the hell was going on. So I'd quit the game. The only thing I would mm-hmm. do at that point is whatever the Chuckabo side quest was, because I was the Chuckabo Sage. <laughs> I had the Dreamcast VMU just to play the Final Fantasy setup that you to get the ribbon through the VMU to Yeah. I did every Chuckabo side quest up uh, until I'd like to say thirteen was when I stopped doing the side quest. The you know stuff. I have a handheld Chuckabo game for you that I think maybe even your daughter would enjoy. I will save this for later, but I think you'd love it. Well, and I think the Chuckabos really became indicative of Final Fantasy. And the more they put it, I love the Chocobos. Mind you, in 15... Did you ever watch the uh, documentary that t- about the terror bird? That thing's a fucking Chocobo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. This is the show. Today we're going to examine Chocobo, who's found its way into a protein powder factory in a steroid shop. <laughs> Behold, as it tears its friends to pieces. Six foot tall bird with a beak the size of a grapefruit. Yeah. Yes. That came to the North Americas via the land bridge from the South Americas and was eventually beaten out in the North Americas by the large saber toothed cats. Yep. Yep. There's a great documentary, though, and that was the documentary that was like, ah, now this is my Chuckabo. The whole documentary, uh, Natasha and I are watching it, we're enjoying it, and I'm sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, I love that song. (laughs) Okay, we can't just do the song. We can't do the whole song. We'll get in trouble. We can't just do the song. (laughs) That's going to be edited out. Please insert your own interpretation of the Chocobo song here. You can choose violin, ukulele. How many versions of the Chocobo song are there? Hell, just in the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, there are like five versions. Yeah, there are. I've always been fond of the ukulele. 
Chocobo del Sol. What godforsaken rabbit hole did we fall down? <laughs> Today we're going to talk about Coopsville Gaming. An hour into it. I'm fond of the ukulele. It's only <laughs> it's only took us 28 minutes to derail into ukulele chocobo songs. Now I just have an image of a chocobo playing a ukulele, which is not unheard of. Uh, but cooperative games. What about, does anybody remember the Nintendo 4-pad? No, see, what what happened was is that it was traumatic and I blocked it. It was the, no, not the floor pad, four pad. It was a little L-shaped device that you plugged into port two and you could oh, plug okay. in three controllers into it. And there was a rare amount of four-player Nintendo, original Nintendo, mm-hmm. four-player games. Hmm. I know I one of them was that. Spot, the 7-Up Othello ripoff. Oh, for hell on earth. Why are you bringing up that sad thing again? This is the second time you brought up Spot. Were you forced to play that Clockwork Orange style? Is this childhood horror? Was this a grandmother buy? Have you ever had a grandmother buy on Christmas? We would just come out of Christmas. I apologize if I'm deafening anyone. But a grandmother buy. You know what those are. I like video games for Christmas. And she wanders into whatever store that's available. Oh. And when we were kids, that was a Toys R Us, but she wanders her brittle-ass self into a Toys R Us. Oh, and they hand her the most horrifying game ever. And you get it on Christmas, and you open it, and you're like, yay, but you have to play it. Because they're going to watch. That's Spot. Spot but is the condemnation of video like, According to the internet. If your game's average for like 30 to $60, the grandma game is always like, I found this on sale for $7. Okay. I'm proud of it, too. According to the internet, four-player NES games, Smash TV, Gauntlet, yep. 2, Gauntlet yep. 2, Bomberman 2, Super Off-Roads, Super Spike V-Ball, Nintendo World Cup, Gauntlet 1, RC Pro-Am 2, Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> yeah. Round Ball 2 on 2 Challenge, Swords and Serpents, and then Spot the Video Game. Yeah, well, they can't deny it existed. It doesn't mean they have to be happy with it. Rome burned, but they didn't say Nero never existed. If you noticed, that game was at the very bottom of the no, list. No, the bottom was Monopoly. Yeah, but everyone hates Monopoly. Monopoly deserves where it sits. But, it knows but it's, that, that it's reminds a me, game. Uh, uh, not Gauntlet. Oh, jeez, what was it? I was just the only reason about. people buy Monopoly anymore is because it's like, oh, look, it's my city's version of Monopoly. Oh, yeah, or Star Wars or whatever other pop culture thing I'm addicted to this week. Yeah, yeah, no. The only reason people buy Monopoly anymore. I'm still waiting for My Little Pony Scythe, but you know, I Your don't know how they do the math. Scythe? My Little Pony Scythe. Okay. That's going to happen. Okay. I'm not going to buy it, but someday going to happen. You, you know what game it. was fun? NBA Jam. <laughs> yes. yes. That was two player, and you could have <laughs> stupid big heads, and you could make things yes, catch on fire. fire. <laughs> but it was not really a basketball game. It was uh-uh. trying to get the announcer to scream stuff. That, that was that was. Did you ever play the uh, the football version? NFL Smash, I think it was. Or we Slam. We didn't get a lot no. of sports games, no. and I'm Blitz. fine with this. You know, you, oh, here's a fun multiplayer game. Uh, there was a football game that was based upon the War Machine, uh, not War Machines, Warhammer World, where you could play as the Orcs, 
And your job was to murder other things all around the field? I have it on the PS4. Murder ball or something like that. Split blood ball. Blood ball. Blood ball. Yeah. But there was blood a bowl. Blood bowl. Blood bowl. Yes. There's an old, old, old version. I don't know if it is. Uh, that's the that's the present iteration of the concept. But there's an old, old, old version that was like murder ball. And I played it <laughs> all the time on my Game Boy. And the way you... I couldn't... I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand sports. Sports are an anathema to me. Like you could, you could. And if it makes you feel any better, I I play Madden and I don't understand Blood Bowl. <laughs> well, I'll go that way. I, but, I I know how baseball works. Don't expect anything else with me. But but in this game, you could win if the team didn't have enough players to play against you. And so my goal was to murder every person on the field who wasn't wearing my jersey. And I I won. I mean, I don't know if you can call that winning a sport when you murder people, but they sure made it entertaining to run across the field with a chainsaw. Carmageddon. Oh my gosh, Carmageddon. The era before people got concerned about people being violent because of video games. Like Postal, um, Carmageddon, all that twisted stuff. Twisted Metal. <laughs> yes. Sweet Tooth was the best in Twisted Metal. Also a co- co-op player game so we can count it. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth was amazing. Anybody that can shoot rockets out of an ice cream truck deserves something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> take it, but they deserve something. <laughs> you can aim while driving. Ding. No, you can't. No, you... Okay. Pa, you you can't aim in that game. The way that game operated is you drove and whatever was in front of you, if it wasn't on fire, you pushed the button until it was. Okay. Am I the only one? Uh. You buy cars these days, and you got a spot where if the car had heated seats, the heated seat button is there. Yeah. And if the car has heated seats, there's still a button underneath that that I don't have. Yeah. Is that that's the rocket the launcher button. Yeah, that's the rocket launcher the, or, or the ejecting your your, uh, your 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 co-pilot seat. And this is your imaginary. I want to wire that up to make the, the sounds of the old, like, cheesy dollar store ray gun. You know, that stupid piece, yes. of, piece of toy. I want it to make that. I want to set a button up to do that when I'm driving so that when I'm pissed at a car, it cuts me off in traffic. Mm-hmm. No, no, that, that's 100% true. Yeah. That's, like, that's like that, the idea that, for the computer monitor. I wanted two buttons on the computer monitor. Huh. The left button just tells the screen to slowly fade to black. <laughs> the right button makes gurgling noises. <laughs> when you press both buttons at the same time you with your thumbs... <laughs> There's a lot of times that's been true, though. And, and it's just a little aftermarket. You plug it in, your monitor plugs into the box, the box sits on the ottoman, and you can strangle your computer mm-hmm. because there's many a time. Every day at work. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, but we haven't even touched anything beyond video games no, yet. Like, we haven't yet. Come on, like there's board other things games, like the card uh, games. Well, board games are inherently cooperative. Yes, no, no they're no. not. There's competitive no, board gaming and there's cooperative people. board games. Yes, game, like the D and D Wrath of a Shardalon, like Pandemic, like uh, Dragon, of the Multiverse, Dragon the card Fire, game. Shadowfire, any of those those fire Where games. You're playing Ascension. together, trying to accomplish a goal. Yeah. Generally beating the bad guy, beating the dungeon. You know? I hate competitive games. I do. Competitive games bring out the worst in me. 
Well, you hate competitive games I'm in f- what realm? I'm all fine. of them. Oh, games. Like- I'm a, I'm too competitive a person that when I catch myself on a losing streak, there are times where I'm like, I have to step away oh, before yeah. I start getting upset. Oh yeah, I've done that. Except for for me, it's like three games in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we stopped it too today. I'm just a little too. I'm that way. Okay. High strong. There's, there's for me, there is amount of time invested uh, in said game versus how angry I get. Like, if I take a fighting game, if I jump online in Street Fighter and I get on a losing streak, I'll get mad eventually, but I can put it down and be okay. If I'm playing a board game or like a war game and I've spent two hours into this, and war games you don't instantaneously lose no you slowly die a horrible death that you just snowball but but the thing with war games are there is that struggle in the middle where you're like this could go either way and most of the time it's your dice that kill you yeah no no the part about uh just games that are competitive that will throw me off just make me table flip are when it feels like the game is stacked against me. Specifically, mm. it's a game that's part co-op and part versus. De- uh, Descent. Okay. You have basically your party of people, so mm-hmm. the three of us will be going down in the dungeon to kill the big bad. Cool. And it's meant to be played uh, like sessions after sessions, so for a couple weeks, and one person is the dungeon master, and the dungeon master makes their deck of cards to whoop your ass, and you have your deck of cards and abilities to try and whoop what the dungeon master is throwing at you. The problem with this is, I hate the people that go and research the decks and just make a stack deck against you, so when you, the party, goes in to try and beat the big bad, you're like... I'm beating my dick against the wall and going nowhere. Even the victory feels so just draining that you're like, yay, we won. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can't really say that I, I hate that. I, I guess I'm partially more used to that when you're talking about decks because I played Magic a lot. And if you go to a Magic competition... Yeah, uh, but, you're going to run into a million and one net decks, but and they're that, all well-tuned. But all... that is when you're going to a competition. Yeah. I'm talking about, let's all get together, beer and chip, you know, oh, this no, is our game night. Oh, no, some people can't get out of that mode. Yeah. Like, some and people that, oh, no. are that number-crunching will... assholes till the day that they die. Their tombstone will have an and equation that for the will best character they can ever kill a game for me every time well, and just make me have... go, you're on my list. We didn't have formal names for what we were doing, mm-hmm. but... Eons ago. Murder does have a formal name in the law, sir. <laughs> Eons ago. Multiple, actually. 2003. Okay. I used to have a friend. This is before I worked at Walmart. I had a friend who worked at Walmart overnight. And I'd go up to see him on his lunch. And he had an hour lunch. And there were six guys sitting around the table all playing Magic the Gathering, whoop up on each other. So, this was... I don't know the exact year, but you might just because of this information. It was when Legion and Onslaught came out. That okay, block. Yeah. Okay. So I bought the Elf Legion starter deck or the Onslaught starter deck and a couple packs of cards to play with them. And I made nope. an Elf deck. Yeah, they came in and punched you in the face, basically. No, because we had Well-Wishers and oh, gained well. life for every Elf in play. The next week I played, 
three of the six people were playing elf decks. Yeah, no, no, that'll happen. So it became a who gets the most number of elves in play and who gets that heedless one XX out first. Yeah, yeah, no. And uh, a good example of that is table politics and EDH. Mm-hmm. As people sit down, they'll build. You either build a deck that makes everyone angry, but you try to win before they kill you. Or you make a ridiculous deck that builds up into a snowball and people have to deal with it. But there that's, are some that's people... my mindset is eventually I become insurmountable. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> the, the thing about it is, is that a lot of people play EDH because it's fun. Because it's the more laid back format. Because you can talk, because you can have a good time. Is that Commander? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just checking. Oh, well, the story he is... uses his own words. I don't understand. No, I actually them. don't. Do you want to know? What... Uh, okay. I know that it means I'm making fun of okay. us as the non-magic people. Okay, I'll tell you real quick. I'm just double checking because I'm there. like, Commander is the friendlier let's play two on two format. So I'm like, I'm assuming here. Okay. EDH stands for Elder Dragon Highlander. Okay. Back in the day, judges used to make this format and play it before Wizards of the Coast got a hold of it and called it Commander. Oh. And they okay. used to call it Elder Dragon Highlander because you could only pick one of the five Elder Dragons that originally came out. Nico Bolas was one of them, but you could only pick one of the five as your commander. Anyways. But no, there's always going to be somebody Yay. in that pod. Remember no I said he was the guy for the research and... <laughs> well, there's always going to be someone in that pod. I don't think this is research. I think this is just memory. Yeah. There's always going to be someone in that pod, though, that isn't there to have fun. That is there to prove a point to themselves, prove a point to everyone else, that they're the best, that they're better than anyone else. I'm the best. And Hooray. they'll play like that. And those are also the people that, when they do lose, are the saltiest. I, I try not to be a salty loser, but sometimes I I said I try. We're in West Texas. I get those people and I leave them out in the fields for the cows to lick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tie me up and put me in a cow field. Well, I'll I mean, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I can be a bit salty. Like, like we were saying earlier, depending upon how much of the investment and time it is. Like, yeah. I don't get salty over a commander game as easily. As I get salty over war machines. If I lose at war machines, it sucks. I, I spent two hours. Yeah. Especially if I was playing a certain someone that has a Colossus that vaporizes all non-mech units when you're playing a group that runs mainly non-mech units. And then it's just sad. Yeah. See, like, that's that's one of the things that will get me salty. Is Raffle Stomp. I'm I'm good for like a good back and forth. I'm okay if it was neck and neck. But if... I get on there and I'm like, no matter what the game is, I'm like, I'm going to put down a thing. Dead. Other thing? Dead. Well, what about dead? Okay, fine. I give up. I'm just going to put things out. You're going to kill them. And I'm going to go away and go, yay, good game for you. Well, one of the games, a board game that's cooperative yet also slightly uh, antagonistic is House on the Hill. I can't remember the other name. Anyways. Uh, the the idea of this game is that you put out pieces and you're mm-hmm. exploring an old mansion. Yeah, it's House on Hill. Yeah. And y'all are all doing your thing, working together, and eventually somebody becomes the antagonist. Yep. And they the piece, dr- becomes a demon or a zombie or whatever. Or has a, a swarm of rats. Yeah, something the like that. And you have to popular. either fulfill all the conditions to defeat them yep. or escape the house usually. Yeah. And so that one's fun. It, 
it's an okay game. I know that there are some people that absolutely love the game, but after like about four or five plays through it, you're like, well, I've seen all the enemies and yeah, this is what's going to happen this time. Well, I mean, yeah, and it also is dependent upon the group of people that you have. Yeah. If you have fairly boring people, it's sort of like RPG. The king of cooperative game. Yeah. Yes. An RPG game is only as good as the players. Yes. You can be the best storyteller oh, in the yes. world. yes. But if you uh, you enter a bar, like, well, I'm not like that. That's general, but like, you, you enter the... The, the hoof and tail in. Yes. The man sitting behind an oaken counter slams a flagon on the on the table and asks you what your business is. And then you do the voice of that guy. And then you've done this preparation. You have a wonderful setup and you have a bunch of people just like... Picking boom. their nose and wondering what yeah. to do. Uh, <laughs> I want to look around the tavern. What role do I make? What are you looking for? Mm, secret things? I'm going to uh. talk shit about my favorite <laughs> table. I'm going to talk shit about my favorite table. Okay. My Shadowrun uh, game is quite literally handpicked great players, including one of the, the last two times we tried to play, we just could not. the The clutch we, was slipping. We, something's something's yeah. wrong with the transmission. We were distracted, and the other time we were hungry, and then food coma. Yes, absolutely. I am not upset, but <laughs> even the best group. Mm-hmm. can't catch all the time. No, oh, they yeah. can't. And, and when it doesn't go off, it doesn't go off. But when they go off, oh my god, a good table is just like... Yeah, but you better stack satisfying it. Satisfying on every fucking level. Well... No. There is no satisfaction better than a good gaming session when the when the when everyone is engaged, right. when oh. you're all brainstorming together, you come up with an idea, and it's not just chasing unicorns and shit. It's actually fun, engaging, and I have had played with plenty of people who you you um, look at them and they're just on their phone, fiddle, 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 on their phone, fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. Okay, it's your turn, you know. James, Joe, whoever you are, who's your next term? Oh, oh, what are we doing? Oh, okay. Where's that guy? What's that guy over there? And you spend the next ten minutes explaining what's yeah. on the map. Now, I, I am a GM addict. Mm-hmm. If I'm not currently running a game, I'm planning the next game I'm running. If I am running a game, I'm planning the game I'm running and the next three games I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> I it, it, that is my addiction. That is my no. crack. That is my heroin. <laughs> well, and the thing about it is, though, is that even if you have the best person on the team, there's going to be some days it doesn't. But there are also some players that you have who are going to. We we have a good guy. He's a great friend. The concept of RPGs elude him. He wants to play them, but when it gets to his turn, he's like, "What do I do?" Well, you can't ask the GM what you should do. Be creative. Have an idea. Have a plan. Common sense talk, merit. Yeah. Talk so to somebody else the in the room. <laughs> well, and I would Take, kinda, I'd look rather, at your surroundings. I would kind of rather lead that by the nose than have bursting. You know, okay, I'm going to describe a scenario. You all meet up at the docks. An old man stands there with his fishing net. Oh, it's good to see you, he says. What will you do? Will you engage the old man? I, I'm, I'm going to try to pick his pocket. And all the other players' pockets. 
Can I roast it out of hand? The guy who completely plays every time to dick over the other players. I swear to God, I'm putting bear traps in people's pockets halfway through it. I'm going to pick the old man's pocket. You find within it an old ring with a shriveled finger in it. Upon touching it, the, the voice of the old ones calls to you. Make a sanity check. Oh, too bad. You picked an old man's pocket and now you're insane. You picked the old man's pocket. You've got the grenade. Mm-hmm. Roll a spot check. Oh, no pin on that grenade. Three, two, one. <laughs> the old man is dead, but his last dying breath, he cackles at you as he flies off the pier in a cloud of blood as your arm severs itself from your body. Good move, player. This will go well for you. Do you care to see if you bleed out or not? Oh, we have mechanics God. for it. God. Uh, you just remind me of the one... I'm going to draw back from one of his sessions. So, I forget what we were doing. We were on some sort of quest. We need to get to an island because the gods told us to. Oh, Zion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Zion. You're Zion him. So, one of the characters, well, the players, is just being just a salty little bitch. Cause this is the one that wouldn't get on the boat? Yes, this is the one that wouldn't get on the boat. So, this, so the thing is, this is probably this person's already third character in the campaign of about like eight weeks seven weeks him and death were a booty call yes they were he he would (laughs) play fucked all the time out of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) just grabbed out of the shadows and a man in a trench coat this is the person that decided hmm look at that glowing door over there where the boss is surely pointing and saying don't go in there your ass be whooping in there and he goes my ass whooping be what opens the door ass whooping but the fact of the matter is like we have one character that was selfish and just self just self-centered but in this one instance was like I'm gonna help y'all out, and we're gonna get a cruise ship. And it was like, sweet, we're gonna go on a cruise, and we're gonna go to this island and do the gods' things. And hey, where's douchebag? And you look, and this hassles out about like thirty yards into the fucking ocean. This is not a lake. Yeah, the heart. There's like a fucking buoy out in the harbor. Ocean. And he's in a rowboat, just do 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 do. You guys suck. I'm gonna go there on my own. I'm like, he gonna die. Does he know Greek mythology? He gonna die. You're not gonna make it in a rowboat. No, I'm sorry. I don't care. I'll take my chances. I don't care if you know Greek mythology or not. You go out in the ocean in a rowboat. You gonna die. I remember a game that was not cooperative at all. That got me banned from playing Gangrel from this person's Vampire the Masquerade for the rest of my life. Vampire Second Edition. Mm-hmm. She made her cute little child vampire two generations higher than us. Come get me, hee 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 hee. And I had just enough dots of protein to form a bat. Mm-hmm. They were on a lake. Everybody else had to wait. T- two days or whatever for the ferry to take them over. Yeah. Just flew over. Flew over. (laughs) Talk, 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 talk. Ate the child vampire. You killed my perfect perfect bad guy. Well, the dead, so they're not really perfect. Um, Perfect is... Don't don't make one singular bad guy and only one way to kill them because we will find a way around it. Never, 
never put a piece on the table you're not willing to lose. Yeah. That's true. But I mean, when it comes to cooperative... Also, do not ever put loot on the table that the players cannot, like, cannot take up. Yeah. Well, and, we and will find a way to get it back. Uh, the thing about it with cooperative is that our, you know, table... Table RPGs have always been cooperative, but they also are competitive. And we will steal the and nails that it's depending nailed down on with. who you have in the party. It can get vicious. Like I've never had to institute a no-kill character policy until cert- it was a certain VTM game, and it's not my fault. No, it wasn't that one. And <laughs> I I'll, thought about it, <laughs> but I didn't do it. And I'll be honest: there's sometimes that you're just like, well, I mean, they are justified. I can't really stop them. But yeah, that that can run a good group to have someone whose idea of a good time is to have everyone else have a bad time, and that that comes in any game that's cooperative. Is if there isn't a rule that prevents someone from physically fucking over someone else's character, then someone's gonna try it. See, one of the things that like with uh, our D and D game that I'm currently in, I wanted to make. I, which I did make an Asimar monk, but I wanted her to be like the goody two shoe of, oh, you shouldn't do that. Why are you a murder hobo? You shouldn't be a murder hobo. You know, innocent, cutesy, but still ass kicking monk. Because I can dish it out when I need to. Anyways, the thing was, is everyone was like, no, you can't do that. And I'm just like, why can't I? And they're like, you don't. You don't want a character that's preaching to the other players of what they should and shouldn't do. That's a good way to get your character stabbed in the face parts. Yeah, well, the other... How many holes did your face have? Well, the thing is, is like... Count again. Our our party is a strange mix, because I'm a naive Azamara monk. We have, I think, like a half-elf cleric. Who's mm-hmm. our healer? So you know he's all up for the goody goody the same as I am. But on the other hand, we have two characters from a dead world, one of which is literally an assassin, yeah, and the other one was at war with clans, so they already know each other, and it's like we're a strange mix. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we have goody two shoes. Assassins and you know army personnel. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, so a lot of times role playing is just trying not to step on each other's toes while still being able to do your thing. Well, and that's where uh, I'll say, even though RPG for a lot of people is the king of multiplayer, um, this is gonna be heresy. <laughs> I think the stricter rules of both video games and board games streamline the thing. Yeah, they do. And I have, I, I do like RPGs, I do. But I think if I want to just have a good time with friends, I'm going to sit down and play a video game or sit down and play a board game before an RPG. Because an RPG is also a gamble. You can either have a good night or you can have an absolute shit night. You don't know which one you're going to get, especially depending upon the people that you have in there. This is why I have gotten to the point where if I don't know you, we'll go play at the game store once mm-hmm. or twice before you get the invite to my house. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to, but I got enough players. I can be choosy at this point. If which you're toxic, is going to happen eventually. If you're toxic, if you're not worth playing with. Yeah. 
Now, that's not to say, you know, because this is the first people listening to this are our friends. That's not to say if you haven't gotten an invite lately that you're not welcome. I haven't played in their games, so. You haven't been in any of my games recently. No. And you have a seat at my table. That's for damn sure. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's not exactly, you know, I don't want to invite you to a game. It's more of, I would invite you, but I know you're so fucking busy that if I invite you, I don't want you to feel bad for saying no. Like, I I really think that is considerate to a point. (laughs) That, and I'm sorry, I'm not in college anymore. I'm not playing an eight-player, nine-player D&D where you have to wait two hours to get it back around to your turn. Oh my god, that is, it reminds me of the worst game I ever ran. It was up at the shop for a game day, right? Okay. And I told him I'd run Scion. I think you were in the game. Are you sure? On that game day. Yes, I was. And two other GMs were supposed to run stuff. Yeah. They didn't show? Nope. That was how I met you. Yeah. I th- that was how you discovered that I'm like, I like this person because I yelled at people. Yeah. I think. Is that how everybody told? decides that they want to hang out with you? Or they're afraid of getting yelled at if so. they don't. But no, there was like 12 people in that game. I can be loud when I want I to had I had to run from a game that I set up for about five, because that was the parameters they gave us, mm-hmm. to running 12 people in this Scion game. Because free RPG day happened, and a lot of people bailed the games they were going to run. Yeah, and so I, I think it was a good game. I think people enjoyed it. It was. And it was a good, got out good of- introduction to the game, and it got people actually intrigued and into different character gen. Yeah, and then I left the shop and uh, tried not to eat cyanide, because that was a godforsaken headache. Keeping turn orders, things like I, did, I just gave up on turn orders. We just went clockwise. Yeah. Okay, so we're sitting at about... Which is why I screamed at people. We're sitting at about 57 <laughs> minutes, right about where we want to be. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and turn around to a couple questions real quick. Favorite couch co-op game? Couch co-op game? It's going to have to be a video game. Yeah. And it's yeah. either going to be... Oof. Oof, that is tough. It's either going to be a fighting game or it's going to be Mario Party. Okay. I don't care. Fight me. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers is hella good. I'm going to go with uh, nothing quite as fun as any of the old side-scrollers getting the X-Men Arcade or the Simpsons Arcade Arcade and doing those couch co-op. But Smash Brothers is definitely on the list. I don't know. I would still... I might even still say if I played it again, it might still be Goldeneye. And then Legacy cooperative game golden eye too mm, many fun have games. any old games that you like to play co-op uh probably to uh ninja turtles yeah hell yeah ninja turtles is definitely there ninja turtles fighting game is fun now is there a board game <laughs> that the goal is the party works together to beat the game that tickles your fancy um you know, one of the ones that I haven't gotten to play it, but I've seen a lot about it and I want to play it, that it, it intrigues me, is you have to hunt down uh, you have to hunt down uh, Dracula. I think it's called The Wrath of Dracula or something like that. Is it the D&D one or is it the regular No, one? it's a board game. And no, because so, I've got the D&D Castle, uh, Castle Ravenloft. No, it's not the D&D one. Okay. But what it is, is the person who's playing Dracula has hidden movements on his cards. And he can move around the board. Oh. It has You can follow where he's at. 
And then the other players have to join together, use their skills with their different characters, find him and kill him. That sounds really cool. And you, need to, actually, you need to remember the name so I can put that up on the website. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's going to be somewhere in between Sentinels and Dragonfire, but probably lean more towards Dragonfire just because I have played more of it. So I have more time invested in more just fun hours of yay with it. Uh, whereas I'll take the other side of that coin. Sentinels of the Multiverse really scratches a lot of the uh, itch that magic and fury of Dracula. Uh, really scratches the itch of playing card games, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic, for me, without the antagonists of I can build a better deck than you and I have more money so I can get better cards than you. Yeah, the, the money barrier is a big deal for the, Magic. The two, things, the two things that I hate is I have either more money so I can get more cards or I have more time so I can See, uh, do was, more research. So Sentinels is such a great thing. That's one of the things that I really like that Dragonfire did is you are a party basically in a D&D type campaign-ish. You have your little player card in front of you. As you level, you get new abilities. But the gold is dispersed by, okay, I dealt the final blow to monster. Monster was worth four coins. There are three people available. I get a coin. To my right gets a coin. You know, to my left gets a coin. And then I get a coin just because it was four coins. Had it been three coins, each person gets a coin. So loot is shared equally. On that note, there was a game that most people don't know about. They'll know about what came after it, which was Hearthstone. Okay, but Wizards of the Coast made uh, not Wizards of the Coast Blizzard. Yeah, made a WoW card game. Okay, and you had a hero, you had an actual physical deck, you went on quests, which is the way that is the same as mana production. But the cool thing about that was, and I saved a couple of them if I ever make a deck of it. You then went on raids, so there was rooms. You get a raid deck of like Naxxramas or Blackrock Keep. Yeah. And there were rooms, and there was miniature bosses that had their own decks, and then the main boss that had a full deck that everyone worked together to play against. And uh, cool. Sometime uh, next time we have a little party night at random, we'll throw a we'll pull out five minute dungeon. It's a uh, it's playing cards as fast as you can, but it's cooperative, fun, stupid thing, <laughs> and it's just worth worth a. Fun little moment. Anyway, so we've just passed the hour mark. Anybody have any final thoughts on cooperative gaming? Never underestimate the uh, ability for a sibling to be a douchebag. Never underestimate people to wreck it for you because cooperative is fun only when the other person's a fun person to play with. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, on a more positive note, those people that make cooperative gaming fun are a real treasure and we value them all as the little diamond of humanity that they are please don't change we need you so badly (laughs) um we're gonna go ahead and sign off here uh final notes are intro and outro music are uh faster does it and dark sea land both by kevin mcleod on incompetech.com thanks to matt thanks to candace I'm Brian, otherwise Riff. You can catch us on our website. Have a good night.